So, Got Debates, episode three. What are we going to talk about today, Brandon? Uh, well, it would be awesome if you called me Brendan, which is my name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get some variety I in the podcast. thought we were friends. <laughs> Dan doesn't know my name. Um, but I do. I can't get into what we're getting into because you're going to tell us later when we That's drop right. into the realm. But uh, last week we had some pretty awesome discussions. Yeah, we talked about... Tommen. Yeah, I blanked. <laughs> Cersei. I blanked Tommen. And about that. Marjorie. Yes. And um, just, I like the run-on sentence we're developing here. Yeah, no, they don't care about punctuation. This isn't paper. Let's <laughs> try again. Brendan. Dan. What are we doing here? We are here... In um, the Studes, the, the studio Studes of Westeros, yeah, uh, somewhere in Westeros. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, recording episode three, episode three of, of Got Debates. Debates. And by the way, you guys, we just uh, got a new yay uh, Insta. We're on that social media. We might even be on Periscope, but don't hold us to that because because yeah. it's hard. Okay, Periscope is hard. Well, I was just talking more in general. Like, we did a Facebook. That's hard. We right. did a Twitter. That's right. really hard. And now we have an Instagram. That's three hard things to yeah, do. Yeah, actually, Periscope's pretty easy. You just press a button and point a camera. You totally undercut what I was trying to do. Sorry. Like, we always do to each other on this show, which I think adds flavor. If I were Chef Bobby Flay right now... We're actually friends, but we don't sound like it when we're on flavor. the... When so, we're if you are new to the podcast... I'm sorry, because we're lollygagging, but basically Got Debates is all about Game of Thrones. And we're not just going to give you a review of Game of Thrones. We're going to jump in as politically inclined lords of Westeros, and we're going to have an informative debate about the happenings of the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. The most recent... uh, (laughs) The most recent episode... Please learn to speak, I'm trying to my best do the hooked on the fawn. Icks. Okay, the most recent episode of Game of Thrones, which we are covering in this episode of Got Debates, is... We got him. Kill the Boy, Season 5, Episode 5 of Game of Thrones. Caught on Show. HBO. Kill the boy, let the let man, the man be, born. be born. Maester Amon. I feel... So if you're a white girl who does black and white photography, you should put that quote on your next picture of a sunset. Should we do the sound effects? Because I like how we cut into the, wanna... like... Tonight, Sansa Stark becoming a Bolton? Is this a good move? or a politically pitiful attempt for the Boltons to gain control of the North. Jon Snow, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, going north of the Wall to rescue the Wildlings or bring destruction at the hand of the Wildlings. But first, in Marine, Daenerys Targaryen is set to open the fighting pits. Lord Brendan... What do you have to say about this bold move from Daenerys Targaryen? Well, Lord Dan, I believe it was myself last week that said she needs to open the fighting pits to free men. And as long as she is there, this seems to be the case. You see, but I'm going to bring up also what you said last week, if we're going to go 
back into the past. Bring it on. You said that killing people in the streets was not good. Right. Okay. And this is not in the streets. These this are is in fighting pits. In fighting pits in the public eye. Now, killing people in the streets is killing people in front of the public. Mm-hmm. Killing people in fighting pits is killing people in front of the public. Why is that okay? Well, it's been a uh, culture in Marine for years and years and years. And it's something that she needs to do to unite the city. I mean, if she comes in and gets rid of all the tradition, she's not going to have anybody backing her. Now, you see... When you say tradition, you're referring to the Miranese tradition. Indeed. The same tradition where they worshipped harpies. Okay. Now, Queen Daenerys pulled down the giant harpy statue at the castle pyramid of Marine. So don't you think that she is not making any ground with the Miranese with just opening the fighting pits? Like, Whoop-dee-doo-da-day. You made one step forward out of your 1,000 steps back with the Miranese. Well, I think that we've seen since the attack on Grey Worm and Sir Barristan and the other killings by the Sons of... Sons of the Harpies. Yeah, the Sons of the Harpy. Deplorable group. Sons of the Harpy. Sons of the Harpy. Um, That they are... Going to run amok no matter what until they get what they want. So I think that... So are you saying you we should give in as leaders to the demands of terrorists? Because that's what the Sons of the Harpy are. Well, I believe that on some level, especially since they came in and took over this city, that they're going to need to respect some of the culture if they want to bring about And you mean Daenerys Targaryen and her army have been right. sullied by they. Yeah. They came in and took over the city, and, and she it was good slaves. because right. she freed the slaves, but she has also put her own twist on the fighting pits because it's no longer slaves being sent by their masters to fight in the fighting pits. It's now voluntary to fight in the fighting pits. Okay, well, I think you got a lot of ground to make up in your argument, but the thing is I want to <laughs> yeah. have a little bit of a sway here and sway over to Hisdar Zolorak because he was the mm. original um, perpetrator of these fighting pit debates with himself and Queen Daenerys. He would bring it to the court every day to yeah. open the fighting pits. Now it appears... Which kind of, kind of seems sad that like that was the only thing he had and wanted like were the fighting pits to be open. That's all you heard out of this guy for... It doesn't seem like he has a lot going on, although he is the yeah. leader of one of the great families. He is a wa- right. one of the wise leaders of Marine. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say wise, but, I mean, lineage has placed him in this So you want the position. traditions to be respected, but you don't respect the wise leaders by going quote-unquote wise, as I saw your fingers make motions. Um, I just think that, yeah, I mean, we should respect their culture and everything, and, like, he should you know, be able to have his input, but he doesn't come across very wise when the only thing he's fighting for is fighting pits. He's fighting for the tradition, which you said they should respect. True. Dan, you've totally flipped this one on me, my lord. Got debates. Yeah. <laughs> lord Dan has got debates for Lord Brendan, so what he's do you bring think them hard. about the recent engagement of Daenerys Targaryen and his Darzo Lorak. You know, I was a little torn on this whole aspect of things because, uh, I mean, 
Daenerys has always, yes, it's true, she's always been able to figure out an alternative that her advisors couldn't give to her. In this instance, though, I feel like it's a little premature to be marrying one of the heads of the uh, ancient families in Marine because, I mean, Marine is really the first place that she's come and taken control of completely. Yes, she has gone through many of the slave cities in Slaver's Bay mm-hmm. and demolished those... Uh, rules there, whatever governments were set up there, but now she's settled in Marine. What do you think of her settling down and marrying his daughter Zolorak means for her traveling over to Westeros into the future? Well, that's that's the thing about it is I, I don't think that it sets her up very well to do that because when she gets to Westeros and then eventually wants to take King's Landing... What kind of respect is that going to demand if she's married to his daughter I mean, they're not going to know who he is, and she's going to be married to him, and, you know, you only get to marry one This is true. She is marrying someone who is not from Westeros, mm-hmm. and in Westeros tradition, that is a fashion faux pas. Indeed. And the thing is, though, she is setting herself up to be a better ruler of Marine because... She is marrying one of the great family's leaders, the wise master, his daughter, Zolorak. And I think that this does set her up favorably to at least quell the Sons of the Harpy a little bit. I don't think this is a permanent solution to the terrorism problem in Marine. I think that she will have better standing politically with the wise masters because feeding a wise masters to your dragons does not set a good precedent uh, that you're trying to be all-encompassing of tradition. So I think it was a good move of her to say, hey, let's get hitched. I, I definitely think it's better than the alternative. I mean, she came in, and history has shown that she's uh, gone ahead and... Uh, you know, acted rashly sometimes in a violent nature. And I think these that that was one of those times when she just took, you know, got to be scary Daenerys and went down yes. there. And, uh... Perhaps I'll let my dragons choose. That and, uh, was definitely scary Daenerys. Yeah, definitely. I but that. I also think that, uh... Uh, Zolo... Or Zolorok, um... <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're referring to his dar, Zolorok. Well, we're on last name basis. Oh. Yeah. That is a high honor in Marine. It I is. Hear. Yeah. So, um, I just don't think he's the one that you should be marrying. I mean, he's the only one really that we know about, but this is the man that was on his knees begging for his life. Well, I'm going to cut you off right there because we need to move back to Westeros where there is trouble brewing in the north, not the north as in Winterfell, farther north. No, keep going. I'm talking about the wall. You got it the first time. You see, Jon Snow has this rash idea that he's going to bring wildlings, enemies of Westeros. Yeah, why do you think this is such a rash decision? I think it's... Because I like it. Okay, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't like it right now. Okay, let's Because Jon Snow... 
is not that experienced as a Lord Commander. He has lots of men who don't like him. He has a few men that do like him. This move is going to take those few men that do like him and turn them into men who do not appreciate Lord Snow as Lord Commander. And I also believe that is a very risky move to trust the Wildlings as a man of the Night's Watch who has been fighting the Wildlings for over 8,000 years. I mean, do you get over an 8,000-year-old feud just like that? I don't think so. I think that this is a bold move, but a stupid move. Lord I Brown. mean, I think definitely, if not now, then when is this going to change? Because I think we've seen that these Watchers on the Wall have spent 8,000 years defending the rest of men. The, the realms of men? The realms of men, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean... This is the thing, is there are men that live beyond the wall as well. And, uh, and they're violent men who want to kill men. and pillage and plunder. They, We also, as men of the realm, have gone out and killed many of them as well. So when I'm looking at this, I'm feeling that nobody is... Nobody's hands are clean of blood. This is true. No so one's why, hands are clean. So why can we not set aside all the differences and unite? Because the wildlings are on the attack. They're the ones coming into Westeros, into our lands, and pillaging and raping our women and killing our small folk. Whereas the Night's Watch go in to push them back and protect the lands south of the Wall, the lands that we fought for, our ancestors, the Andals, fought for. Now, it seems like Jon Snow just wants to say, Hey, you guys are cool! It's not even that. It's practical when you really think about it, the fact that winter's coming. Winter. Why, why would we want to add them to the army of the dead? Really. Like... If that if there are thousands and thousands of wildlings out there and they're unprotected, you know that they're going to be taken whispers over. and rumors. These are whispers, and honestly, it's still pretty hot here in King's Landing. So, well, in I'm King's Landing, gonna... it might be hot, but I don't know how hot it is in the north, which is the first place where we're going to feel the winter coming. Possibly. But what do you mean, possibly? It's always cold in the north, and it's always hot in the south. Yeah, I... but the Starks who used to inhabit Winterfell were the first to tell you when winter was coming. So, I mean, and this is north. This is so much further north, the wall. Yes, and... your geography is impeccable, Lord <laughs> I know, Brendan, I studied ge always. geography quite extensively, might oh. I add. Um, that sounds fantastic. Thank you, Lord Dan. But I just think that we can't risk... It's not a love of the wildlings. It is sheer numbers not being able to fight the army of the dead if all of them become the army of the dead and attack the Okay, wall. so agree to disagree on those three points of climate change and wildlings and white walkers or fancy zombies. But let's talk about that in a more local sense for Jon Snow has a lot of men who are going to become unruly as they dislike this decision but have to follow it. What do you think about 
the men of the Night's Watch as they have to be obedient to the Lord Commander making this move. Yeah, that's gonna be a rough. That's gonna be a rough time for Jon Snow. Everybody close to him, except for his trusted Samuel Tarly, uh, is going to put up a fight about it. And that, and they're fresh off of the Wildlings murdering more than half of their brothers. So that's going to be something hard to forgive, but that's when Jon Snow's coming. I mean, just like uh, the Maester was talking about, half the men already hate him already. So what really harm can this do? It can harm the reputation of the Night's Watch. It could harm Jon Snow's future as Lord Commander. But I feel like the Night's Watch doesn't really have that fantastic of a reputation to defend. They defend the realm. Their reputation is keeping danger north of the wall. Traditionally, safety south of the wall. That is their reputation. But really, everybody knows and discusses that they're full of thieves and rapists. You use the word everybody like everybody knows. Like, what is... I don't think you know what the word everybody really means. Dan, I do understand what the word everybody means. That's Lord Dan to you, Lord Brendan. I'm sorry. We grew up such friends, and when you became a lord, it's difficult for me to remember. Well, we became lords at about the same time being our fathers owned such plots of land. (laughs) Yeah, well. Well, I'm going to cut us off as we... Uh, would reminisce so much more so to say much nostalgia about the wall and John and Snow I realize and you are very wrong his about that honorable honorable stature also wrong about that he's as taking he Stannis is trusting him with to take a wildly his ships. woman but I'm going to cut you off there as we talked about Stannis let's transition into Stannis let's do it one good thing you did for us just now a segue oh man lord I'm carrying this excuse thing. me King Stannis. <laughs> Excuse me, I had a cough. King Stannis, the supposed king, Your Grace, is marching on Winterfell. That and as is. we know, he was uh, hauled up there at the Night's Watch at Castle Black with Jon Snow, Lord Snow. Showed a lot of interest in Lord Snow as well. Yes, it seems there is a mutual respect there. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what your thoughts are on Lord, uh, excuse me, I can't get that right, King, huh, doesn't sound right, Stannis's move to march hard. on Winterfell when he did, because his trusted advisor Davos said, maybe we should wait for the Wildlings to come back with Lord Snow. Do you think it's wise to move this early? Well, I think uh, Stannis, as we had discussed, is one of the best commanders in history. Debatable, but okay. Um, And I also think that uh, Davos has proven a couple times that he might not be uh, always up to the task of being the man for the job. But he is a very... a man that Stannis trusts. Do you think that Stannis should trust Davos? I think... No, no, I definitely think he should trust Davos. I think Davos has, you know, paid his penance to Stannis and has always been loyal. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, like, he got his fingers cut off, so... Yes, that that shows loyalty right there. Yeah, definitely, and he stands by Stannis' side. He advises Stannis, but he'll never change Stannis' mind. And we can see that because... Stannis decided that it was time to march north to Winterfell. South to Winterfell. S- south to Winterfell. I Kessler. thought I studied geography. You said you studied geography uh, for so long. Because they were the, more, the most north. 
And yes, they are the most north. Now they're going south at this time. Right, right, Because right. Stannis believes... So anyways, they're marching south to Winterfell. And uh, I think it's a perfect time to do it. I mean, I would... I would like to wait. I mean, I would be interested to see what would happen if they wait until Jon Snow returns with the Wildlings. But that's not something that's going to happen... They're not going to be able just to fight side by side as soon as the wildlings step off True. of and the, the, the fleet. Let's follow that thought, because Stannis didn't want to leave his daughter, wife, or Melisandre at Castle Black because he said the... Rapists and thieves. The rapists and thieves. What makes the wildlings any different? Because I feel like Stannis could wait for the wildlings. It might be wise, but winter might be coming. It might yeah. not be. Climate and, change. You know... A is whole... a debatable topic, but the thing is, Stannis probably want to get along with the wildlings. Definitely not even at first. There so how could he unrest. fight with them? Um, yeah, I was just saying it, it would be an interesting thing to see if those men would be able to help his cause, but it would take, you know, months, weeks, perhaps years for them to learn to fight side by side. Well, it seems we're in agreement on one thing. Out of several for this time. Yeah. Which is not that rare, this being got debates. <laughs> I now, do, however, think that it, this is the right time for him to march, because the longer he waits, the closer winter is to coming, and, I mean, Roose Bolton and his men are only getting stronger and more at home learning about their new home yes. in Winterfell. Let's talk about Roose Bolton, you're right. Stannis is marching on Roose Bolton, as Roose Bolton has set himself up as Warden of the North. Now, <laughs> now, I'm, I'm coughing again, excuse me. Uh, Roose Bolton has set him up, himself up in a very strategic location. Winterfell is a very defensible fortress. Right, it is And he has an ace in the in hole. There. That being, being Sansa Stark. Right being betrothed to his now legal son, right. Ramsay Bolton. Used to be Ramsay Snow. Used to be Ramsay the Bastard Snow. Mm -hmm. A crazy, twisted, evil fellow. Yeah. Do you think putting the name Bolton at the end of your name changes a man? I think it does, especially in this case. Um, I mean, it doesn't change the core of the man as far as him being rotten, but it changes the perception of the man. Um, because now he is perceived as a Bolton and respected as such. You say that he is respected as such, but by whom? Because as we see as well, a lot of the small folk around Winterfell and within Winterfell keep passing along these secret messages and always ending their conversations with the North Remembers, a reference to the Red Wedding when Roose Bolton stabbed the King of the North, Rob Stark, right. in the back. Well, what was your question? Your question was basically... How, how does, does it, Bolton, the name Bolton, get respect? Re demand respect? Well, I, I purely think it demands respect through the insanity that they've shown throughout the years. If he is a 
Bolton now, that means he has the backing of his father, who yes. will stop at nothing to get what he wants. This is true. So, he is a very deceptive and elusive character when it comes right. to and now, battle strategy. And now his son, his namesake now, Ramsey, uh, has the power of his father and has the backing of his father. So, Roose Bolton's insane... I'll also give him the fact that they are tactical moves are being executed now not through only himself, but through his namesake. Yes, it is a very political move, as we can tell, but do you think that the small folk are going to buy this? Or do you think Sansa Stark is even going to go through this? Like, although she doesn't have a choice in the matter, necessarily. Well, there were also murmurs at the uh, at a dinner that was held... Um, deep within Winterfell that um, was held between Ramsay, Sansa, Roos, and Roos's betrothed. Yes, Lord Bolton and w- Fat Walda. And Fat Bolton. Of Fat the phrase. Bolton. Yes, that brings an interesting wrinkle into the storyline as well. But we also saw uh, as soon as there were mentions of uh Roos's betrothed wife um and her pregnancy yes. of a son you saw you saw rumors of no of Sansa giving a little smirk because she knew that this put her future husband into an interesting position this is true with Ramsay being a bastard really, but a legal son in name only. Uh, a but true name, son. We do know here in Westeros that name is everything. Name is that. everything. This is very true. I will agree with you on that point as well. Now, a true son of a Bolton would put Ramsay in a precarious situation politically, but we did see, we did hear that Roos had a very interesting response to his bastard son that he is willing to have Ramsay at his side commanding the armies of the Boltons right. against Stannis's armies. Now, the question really comes down to this. Do you put your money on the Boltons or Stannis's army? I'd like to backtrack also for just one second. Okay. Do you believe that Roos really thinks that way about his son. The one thing I know about Roos is you can never know what he's thinking. Right. So that is the thing that terrifies me a little bit about that, that Ramsay may be a He is a terrifying character, and I'm glad he's in the North as far away from me as possible. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what you were saying again about who our money would be on. Who is your money on? My money is on Stannis... Baratheon. Wrong choice. Oh, man. <laughs> you are one of the most disillusioned lords I have ever met. I mean, you're my buddy, you're my friend, but you... I don't know, explain yourself. I would say well-endowed with knowledge of battle tactics and strategy. Yeah? Stannis is a good commander. Oh, okay. yeah. I love how you followed up the battle strategy with the word Stannis, but, but anyway, continue. he is going to have a very, very, very difficult time Storming into Winterfell in the cold, in the snow. But he does have the men. For how long? We will see. They marched early. 
and they do outnumber the. A Vulcans. hard march takes its toll on men, and they a hard march well-fed and rested men. And they are going to be moving and marching, and that's going to be difficult on the soldiers' bodies. Whereas I'll the Boltons are in barracks, they're in the fortress, and they're fortifying the Definitely. position. Definitely, that's why. That's why they had to move as quickly as possible because every day the Boltons gained more rest and got and dug in more and more in Winterfell. This is true, and I'm going to cut you off. <sighs> like always. Even though I didn't really cut you off there, did I? No, you kind of But we're going to move on <laughs> to Valeria. Ooh. We did catch a glimpse, hear some rumors, get some ravens in on our raven fight. Apparently there's an imp. There is an Mormont and a bear of Bear Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jorah Mormont captured Tyrion, as we discussed once, a little vaguely, although... Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. One of those days. Weeks ago. Many moons ago. That is... At least a fortnight ago. That is the proper... My lord. My geography is on point compared to yours, but my dates are not as good in Westeros. Yes. Now, Tyrion and Jorah are moving towards Marine, where Jorah plans to use Tyrion as a... Which I think is ridiculous. It is it, it is ridiculous to think that uh, anyone could use the imp, a traitor, to the crown. He was headed as there a anyway. <laughs> it seems silly to me that anyone would want the imp uh, after what he's done. One of the great political minds of our lifetime. And he killed his father. Okay, sometimes you gotta kill a dad. That is not what you should be saying in a public forum, Lord Brendan. Hey. You know who's listening we, to this. We are... Queen Cersei high has up ears everywhere. And far away, Dan, where we have freedom of speech. And who knows when that freedom of speech will be taken away from Queen Cersei. God bless her. I will God's die bless her. speaking my mind freely, Dan. Anyways! My lord. Before we got on to another hot-button issue in Westeros of free speech, we were discussing Jorah and Tyrion's movements towards Marine. Do you think this is a good idea for Jorah to take Tyrion to Marine? I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's going to backfire, because how can you forgive a man that was... Pretending to be one of your most loyal advisors, ended up spying on you and sending letters out of the camp. He was doing great work for Robert Baratheon when he was king as mm-hmm. a spy, but then all of a sudden the letters stopped coming, and she lived. He did a horrible job, a horrible job of working for the crown. Jorah is a traitor to Westeros, and he should be over there with Daenerys. I don't know why. Daenerys kicked him out. It seems silly. But the move. she, it, I don't understand your logic there. Here's my logic. She was, he was spying on her. Okay. He was. But the thing is, he was a tormented soul as he was doing it. He's like, I don't really want to do this because I kind of like working for Queen Daenerys. Right. And he stopped doing it. He admitted he was wrong. And then Daenerys is like, You've been working for me for a couple of years now. I know you were spying on me, and I know you're saying sorry for that. And I know after you were spying for me, you did a lot of really good work. I'm going to kick you to the curb. Yeah, but what kind of queen would she be if she basically forgave treason? Uh, The queen she's trying to be, and Marine forgiving the wise masters, the ones she put in the cells 
in the pyramid. But that's because she can't figure out who actually is at fault there. She knows who is at fault with Jorah. Possibly. I just think that he is the only one truly on her side, whereas Daenerys doesn't know if the Wise Masters are on her side or not. She has the second sons. She has the Unsullied, but she can't deal with the Sons of the Harpy, as we discussed earlier. Now, so you think before we got is going to come in here and I think help her with the son. It's a bold move. I think it's a bold move for him to go back and show himself after being banished. But I think it might pay off bringing Tyrion. Why? Why? Does he need to bring the imp? Is he bringing the imp? He doesn't have anything by himself. By himself, right, he's a banished person who doesn't belong there does he think with that, the imp. Does he think that she is going to kill the imp? I don't think he wants her to kill the imp. I think he wants her to use the imp's knowledge right, okay. to go from Marine to Westeros. Indeed. But I do you think you that Jorah could even make it to Marine? Because it is a long journey ahead, and as we hear... Jorah might have grayscale. Yeah, I mean, they were going through Valyria. Yes. The, the, Those wastelands. So much doom. So much doom. And, I mean, not the... I mean, the guy is, a, I would say, a good tormented soul. Not Who the greatest... Used to sell slaves. Not the greatest on head queen. on his shoulders, though, because he goes through Valyria knowing that... Well, there's less pirates in Valyria. Right, but way more doom. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag doom. Yeah. What's a hashtag, Lord huh? Brendan? I'm not quite sure. That is an interesting We interesting should invent phrase. that. We should invent that. Anyway. Patent uh, that in King's Landing. So he apparently is more afraid of pirates than he is of the stone men. Yes, I think that's fair because with the stone men, they are unarmed and they are not... All there mentally. Except for Whereas if they touch you. Pirates, if they touch you, yes, you die. Pirates, if they touch you, you could get sold into slavery, or you can get killed, or you can get killed, or you can get sold into slavery. You can also I, the list die goes and get on killed. in those two things. Right. But the list has very many variations of so, those two things. I mean, we've seen and heard many ravens tell us yes. that. Things didn't go well for them in Valyria. Things did not go well for them. They lost their boat, so they're going to have a longer journey ahead of them, Tyrion and Jorah. And Jorah might have grayscale. So might have been touched by a stone man. Let's have a little let's have a little wager. How about that? Let's do it. I wager I don't like to wager on men's lives. A golden stag that Jorah <laughs> Mormont that Jorah Mormont will not make it to Marine alive. Do you take my bet? Uh, sure. Well, yeah. that's all I'll the time take that bet. we have. Stop talking, Lord Brendan. That's all the time Lord we damn. have. <laughs> that's all we friends. This episode of Got Debates. Thank you so much for listening to our Ravencast. Yeah. Well, it's a podcast. A podcast in Westeros goes by many names. Yes. The seven have given it names like podcast and ravencast yeah they have bestowed these names upon us yes they have now to the listener thank you so much for 
I believe the term is tuning in. I think that, I mean, that's something we're working on still. Yes. We're trying to Along spread it. Along with the new phrase hashtag. Indeed. Indeed. That's another thing. We'll, we'll get back to you on those two yes. next episodes. But a favorable action that you can commit as a small folk of Westeros would be to go on iTunes, where our Ravencast is located, and give us an honorable rating and an honorable review. Indeed. Say whatever you like, rate us on the iTunes, and many blessings. You need to follow us also on our social media outlets. We have uh, Periscope. We're periscoping at this moment in yeah, time. We're going to be periscoping um, most of our recordings, so go ahead and jump on that. We have a Twitter and a Facebook page, and we just started a new uh, Instagram account, which you can catch on got, G-O-T, underscore, debates. Got so debates. We will be posting a lot of behind-the-scenes, recordings, videos. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe a meme or two. Maybe a meme or two. Maybe. A meme or two. Mean, you're mean. <laughs> you are mean to me, Lord Brendan. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. And many blessings.